0: toffee blue view your source for all things everton i'm jerry paul is here modeling the new kit the, the new, new home shed. kit yay oh yeah i didn't want to say the whole kit he's not full kidding it right now no i'm his, just in his room
1: i'm just naked below this the, the waist
0: and uh yeah everyone enjoy the visual yeah yeah it's for you uh <laughs> so uh so Paul uh we are we, we are rolling with four segments right um so uh, let me go ahead and run down what those segments are for everybody else uh, okay. on the podcast so for podcasters out there we are gonna start with a reaction to our big cup win yesterday hooray uh yeah we got a three1 victory over Rotherham uh so yeah Paul was there so we've got we got someone who actually saw it unlike me who had to listen Uh, then we're gonna preview this weekend's matchup at Goodison with uh, Huddersfield Uh, then we'll go into our starting 11 segment and we will be finishing up with a pod only segment lightning round with Paul it's a new game we're playing I mean I say game it's just a bunch of questions for Paul he's got to answer super quickly and they are pretty random so there's that alright so plowing forward. Paul, Rotherham, 3-1, we win. Uh, Let's get your analysis. Uh, Initial reaction first.
1: Um, It was a job well done in the end. I mean, these cup games always tend to give people a few jitters because you just know there's going to be a lot of rotation. There's going to be a lot of players who you want to make a good impression and not all of them are always going to be able to. So, yeah. and especially against a team like this, Rotherham, they've got they're coming into this game with nothing to lose. Are they they're going to come here give give us a game. Um, there's been times in the past where we, we we've gone into these type of cup games, we played a, a cup, we've made one or two changes too many type thing. We played mm-hmm. a couple of players who were put in the oven and they couldn't stand the heat type thing. So I went into this game, especially when I saw that starting lineup, which was a little bit strange, to say the least. i was i was a little bit concerned thinking i i think he's tinkered with this team a little bit too much of my liking here i i really really don't hope this uh, i really hope this is not going to be one of those nights but it was okay in the end i think it was a bit of a stunted start i mean you'd expect that when there's a lot of players who are haven't had a lot of minutes in the last couple of months or are players who are playing together for the first time so Mm -hmm. if things were a little bit. Stunted to start with, but I think as soon as the first goal went in, everyone just kind of settled down, everyone very relaxed. The players moved the ball around a lot calmer, the crowd kind of got back behind them a lot more, and it just turned into quite a fun, enjoyable evening, really. I mean, there was okay. only, you know, there was that, again, the jitters came back when they pulled that goal back near the end. And considering that the rules have changed now in the League Cup, if a game is a draw after 90 minutes, there's no extra time, it's just straight penalties. And you thought, all oh, right, they've just got a goal five minutes from the end. This has been such a comfortable night, such a professional performance. This would just be the most evident thing in the world to cock this up now and go to penalties. But thankfully, it didn't happen. We went right down the other end and within, I think it, was, I think it wasn't was even 60 seconds before we got the third goal. So, yeah. overall, it was a game where we started off a bit slow, but we got going after the, game, after the first goal. And as the game wore on, just things were... Very, very comfortable, and a few players made some good impressions. A few other players not didn't impress so much, really. I mean, but I don't think it was really a game where anyone came out of it. With any, with you know, it didn't give any, anyone any reason to be unhappy. We got the win. Most of the players looked good, or at least comfortable. And onwards onward we go in this cup.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah. And for those of you who did not see the draw, it just happened. We're at home against Southampton. So yeah, not a bad draw. Uh, could have been worse. Yeah, I like that draw. <laughs> personally,
1: yeah. I, I, I like. It's a home draw. We can't ask for anything else. A lot of, you know, Southampton. We've just played them. We've just, you know, um, let's 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 have it right. We just pretty much beat beat them comfortably. We um, in the league. They're not going to come up to Goodison and play their full team. You know, they're not going to. They've got other concerns. They've got a manager who's probably going to be gone by the time we play that game. They're going to be in a relegation dogfight this season, by the looks of it. That game's not really going to be their priority, so I I'm very happy with that draw. They could, it's a Premier League team. We all would have preferred a lower a lower league team, but as far as Premier League teams go, that's probably the best draw you can hope for.
0: Well, and they, if they clatter us like last time, they're going to be lucky to end with eleven. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Anyway, back to Rotherham. Uh, you mentioned the uh, kind of lineup being tinkered with a bit. The most significant place that I thought it was manipulated was yep. in the center of the pitch with Sigurdsson, Davies, and Dowell, which uh, Davies clearly was is the more defensive of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he started a captain, which, i got to be honest, I kind of like, just because I like Davies a lot, you know. But <laughs> uh, so with those three there – Did that affect our formation at all, or our approach at all, or did he just have Sigurdsson play farther back in one of those other kind of, you know what I mean? One of those other like uh, kind of farther back center roles, the way we have either Gay or Schneiderlin playing?
1: Yeah, it was a little bit weird. As I said, during that first half hour, when things were a bit like no one, when things weren't really going to plan, kind of the centre midfield looked very, very cluttered. Like the three guys themselves, Sigurdsson, Davies and Dow. it was like the three of them couldn't really work out amongst themselves where who was meant to be where, who was doing which job, type thing. Now, as the game wore on, it, you know they sort of figured that out and they kind of got up to speak with each other. And it was Davis playing the, the deep role. I, I saw Davis coming back into our half to pick the ball up from the centre-backs far more than the other two did. And there were a lot of times when, if Rotherham would push forward, it would be Davis who would be dropping back furthest. So he was very much playing the number six role, the deep quarterback kind of role, whereas Sigurdsson was playing more in the traditional number 10, further up the pitch. And Zal was kind of given that number eight spot, where he just kind of was allowed Ah. to roam around in the middle, box to box, kind of just make his presence felt. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, so it was Sigurdsson who was playing further up in the number 10, uh, Davis who was playing deep as the defensive midfielder mostly and um, Dow who was actually kind of left in the middle to kind of, you know, just kind of
0: keeps
1: keeps moving. And yeah, as I said, it, it kind of, it was a bit of a slow start but as the game wore on and we got the goal and everybody seemed to feel more comfortable and, you know, and the players seemed to just find a bit more confidence and obviously Rotherham just kind of began to sat deeper and deeper. I thought eventually things started to click a lot better, so it was interesting. I hadn't really, I don't, I haven't really ever seen Davis in that kind of role, especially play very, very deep, which he was mm-hmm. for a lot of the game, especially for the entire second half. He was sitting in our half far more than he was going forwards into their half, which is you never know. We could see that in the Premier League. Maybe that was going to be the plan that Silva has for him. You don't know.
0: So Dowell playing a little bit out of position then, which is. Yeah, because I've I'd, I've never seen him play that eight role, so maybe that's just my inexperience, having not seen him play a lot for the under twenty threes when he was playing for them. But I've always associated him with being either that number, that kind of attacking center mid role, or he plays he's played wing before for a few yeah. teams. So I've just wow, that's I didn't expect you to say that. Cool. Um, so, uh, Dina according to Everton Twitter, was uh, man of the match for many. Yes. Um, you feel good about that signing now? Feeling great?
1: Yeah, I really liked him. Yeah, he was man of the match for me as well. I wow. thought Dinya looked a real cut above the players he was playing. Now, I know it's Rotherham, but it's always a good sign when he doesn't look like he's at all going to need any time to adjust. I, I would put him in the starting 11, the main starting 11 tomorrow, based on that performance last night. He threw it... Passed the ball really well. He linked up with Sigurdsson really, really impressively. He whipped in some brilliant balls on both his feet as well, on his left foot, and he set up the um, second goal with his right as well, with his opposite foot. So he's got a great cross on him. He reads the game very well. He, He was always in the right position type thing, which is sometimes, I mean, I don't want to dig him out, but sometimes Kenny on the other side could get kind of caught, uh, kind of out of position a little bit, or Mm. backing off from a challenge, whereas Dinya just looked like it was all food and drink for him, it was just, he never looked uncomfortable at any point in the game, at all.
0: Great. Um, Yeah, I saw that replay, and I was like, what is, I I, I just saw the replay, and I was like, what in the world is he doing on the right? I was like, that's Dinya, right? What is he, what's going on there? But I guess it was just after there had been a direct kick. That some, yeah. I guess Sigurdsson had whipped in, but I guess Dina had been back there to to help or something. So that would explain him being on the right because, yeah, it was just kind of. I did a double take. Um, I did hear that John Joe Kenny looked good, yeah. uh, he played well. I think some people gave him man of the match. Uh, Sandro, I heard, looked very solid in the first half. Uh, and obviously DCL bagged two goals. Um, after hearing all that your standouts for the for the young players who maybe don't get to play as much if you were a neutral observer hadn't seen any of those which one of those young players which of the young players would catch your eye Kenny
1: to be fair I mean I didn't mean to sound like I was kind of doing him down a moment mm-hmm. ago but I thought Kenny looked really really mature and really really like he's ready to be playing top level he's a little bit of a forgotten man at the moment isn't he type thing because Coleman is such a fan favourite and you know the idea of dropping Coleman when he's not injured is unthinkable so it's kind of going to be hard to see where Kenny's going to kind of get his opportunities going forward but I thought he looked really really well, really good and really impressive and very mature there's a, a lot of young players as you said they kind of just flop their big chance type thing and Kenny looks like he's been he, uh, he looks like he's been playing um, in the first team mm-hmm. rather for many many years so he's obviously got a lot of improvement to do he is still raw type thing but I I was kind of mulling over the fact the last couple of weeks, months, hmm, is Kenny one of those players who could maybe benefit from a loan playing 30, 40 games in a team? Well, after that last night, I kind of came around to the opinion of, no, I I think there's a place for him here. I think uh, there's a place for him as our number two right back. And if he has to play in a game, in a cup game midweek, or if there's Coleman picks up a slight knock, at some point in the season and has to miss a, a few weeks I'd be more than comfortable throwing kenny back in because great. when he when he was when he was played there last season he really really he showcased himself and really done himself proud and there's not one bit of evidence from what I've seen in any any of his performances to suggest that he's not ready for this level
0: great that's great news uh, he's a player that last season I think a lot was expecting ex- expected of him very quickly. Uh, so yeah. I'm pretty, I'm psyched that he's grabbing the opportunities he's he is getting. Um. Quick question about Sandro. Um. He seems to put the ball across pretty well. You know, he seems to be a pretty accurate crosser of the ball. Uh, is he? And he 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 would offer us something unlike any of our other players that we have somebody who's trying to mainly set up other players for goals rather than be direct and cutting in the way Walcott Richarlison you know what I mean um yeah do we do we keep Sandro or is he definitely going to Sociedad uh okay so here's a brief update uh prior to recording Sandro's loan move had not gone through guess what it has gone through now so, uh, yeah, so there's your update. We're, we were wondering whether or not Sandra was officially gone uh, on loan to Spain. And, yes, it has happened. Real Sociedad. So he's definitely not going to be in the squad this weekend. Anyway, back to the show. Um, last thing, let's make this super quick. Zonal marking. Is the zonal marking uh, responsible for that for that goal, or was it one player where you're like you didn't cover what you were supposed to do?
1: I I would blame it on the zonal marking. I, I'm not a fan. Which is sort of I mean, which is it, sort
0: of it, I sort of gave you two choices that are the same thing essentially because yeah. if someone doesn't cover their area, well then that's zonal marking failing. You know what I mean? And that means we need to communicate better as a squad in those situations. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. If you're going to... Zonal marking is one of those things where whenever a team starts it and takes that as a new approach, it's always going to have teaming problems. Yeah. It's something that has to be drilled in. They have to be doing training that every day for months on end before we'll start seeing the benefits of it. Whereas uh, man marking uh, I've set pieces, that looks like it's kind of the, the bet, it, that seems like it would be the more sensible option to do but the thing with man marking is you've got to have real real quality defenders for that to work if you are, if you have defenders who are just not quick enough or to get up off the up off the ground or not quick enough to keep up with their man or their concentration levels just not strong enough then you know man-to-man marking it has its own pedals right. so uh, so far the zone marking has I've not been a fan of it it's, it has we have leaked too many goals because of it uh, but it looks like silver's gonna to Hearse fear with it, so I guess we'll just have to hope it gets better as we go on. But what one thing I will say is, because I saw a good line on Twitter that I'd like I'd like to repeat: zonal marking is marking a blade of grass, and I've never seen a blade of grass score a goal. Do you know what I'm coming from? So this zonal marking, <laughs> yeah, long look, yeah, long term, I think zonal marking might. We, we might see the fruits of that, but right now thing, it has to get better and it has to get better a lot quickly because we are leaking too many silly goals at the moment. Yeah.
0: All the goals we're leaking are silly. Mm. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> anyway. All right. So here's, here's hoping uh, we actually clamp down this weekend. Uh, and we'll talk about this weekend in our upcoming Huddersfield preview. So... That is coming up, but for now, that's that's it for our Rotherham reaction. Three one win, feels good. You know, we're still undefeated this season. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two two draws, whatever. Uh, so uh, that's it for this segment. Paul, we've got a big uh, another another big. Premier League matchup this weekend, because they're all big in the Premier mm-hmm. League. I acted like it was some crucial game. No, they're all kind of crucial. Uh, we've got Huddersfield at the weekend. Um, and everybody says that all Premier League games are competitive, and that's why that league is so strong. Uh, but this is a little bit of a trap game, I would say, because right now, Huddersfield have have scored one competitive goal. One. All right. Yeah. Um, so the initial thought is, hey, if we're gonna keep a clean sheet, this is the one, right? Uh, they're they they've lost. Let's see here. They've drawn one game, lost two. They lost the, the cup yesterday, two nil to Stoke, and they drew with Cardiff last weekend, nil nil. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's. If you were just looking at numbers, immediate you'd, immediately you'd say, oh, we got this. But that is so dangerous in the Premier League, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, if you need a result, then Everton and the other team took visit, aren't they? Just any team that it comes to us, which is in dire straits, we just we always find ways to help them out. Or the referee finds them ways to help them out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is not a gimme, not a gimme at all.
0: No, no. Um, yeah, their uh, their manager is... Uh, we tend to claim him as American because he's—I think he's part American, David. David Wagner. Yeah. Uh, Peaks with Klopp, which is enough to want to beat him. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> yeah. he, he got he
1: got linked with some big jobs last season purely mm-hmm. for the fact that he is Klopp's sidekick, Robin to Klopp's Batman. I ah. saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people linking him with our job, and I thought, come on, don't be silly. Put put the needle down. Go easy on that
0: crack. He needs to he needs to uh maybe prove himself a little bit more uh, yeah in a situation
1: I mean, not, like that. I'm not saying he's a terrible manager, but I think he's one of these managers where just because he's got a bit of a quirky personality, he tends to have a lot of fanboys who kind of just love him for his sound bites and the way he you know, just the way he acts rather than what he actually has achieved since he's been in the Premier League. I know he did well in the lower leagues, but and he did well keeping them up last season, but You've just said it yourself. They scored one goal. They have lost three of their four games—one, one in the cup, two in the league. You know they're one of those teams who you wouldn't bet against them going down.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to completely just bash the manager just because I do think he's done a good job since he's been there. Because it's a tough job; it's yeah, not an yeah, easy that's job. True. That's true. Uh, to to be the the manager of Huddersfield, I think he's done a he has done a good job. It's just. I feel, I usually feel like if you're if you're a, a team that's been promoted, surviving that first season is the goal. But after that one season, it's almost like the rest of the league has had a, a year to kind of get an idea of who you are. Yes. And that makes that makes the second season. I feel like just as difficult as the first. Um, uh, possible starters. Uh, I'm going to either look at uh, Hamer, but Hamer's a. Maybe injured. I think he, they had to sub him uh, recently, so it could be Losul uh, playing in goal, but one of those two. Uh, ha- I'm gonna butcher this name, man. Hadirjanaj. Hadirjanage.
1: Yeah, he's That's better a, than what I can say.
0: He's a he's a, a, I mean he's a quality right back, I believe. Um, and then uh, Zanka Jorgensen Sh- and Schindler probably running in the center, and Kongolo who we were connected to uh, two or three years ago uh, when Kuman was uh, was manager. So, yeah, uh, he's he plays uh, outside back for them. Um, Aaron Moy in the center uh, with Billing. And then you got Pritchard, Diacabi, Van La Parra, and Mooney. Um, Dangerman, I, I look at this lineup, and I think Moy is their, is, is their most – difficult player to deal with in terms of the heart and soul of their team yeah. uh, i i don't see one player where i say that guy's dangerous that's a danger man you no. know what i mean there's,
1: there's no star in that team that's all they they are what i would call a poor man's version of burnley if that makes sense Just a team that doesn't have any stars but a team of real workmen who all clearly have a real connection with one another a lot of them have been together a long time and you know, they, they they play they win as a team, they lose as the a team. So the reason they survived last season and the reason they will survive this season if they do, was just because they have such a strong spirit and sense of character in their squad. So yeah, there's there's no real player who you look at and you think, Wow, that guy is a danger man. He's gonna get a move to a big club in the next year or two. There's just a lot of seasoned professionals there who just work really hard and seem like they're just very honest pros. Well, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't, I don't look at that team, and I don't think, oh wow, this man, this is going to be a tough day today.
0: Yeah, uh, can you see them uh, packing back and uh, packing it in on us, and just kind of trying to frustrate us, and then uh, get off on the transition?
1: I don't see what else they can do. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they if they don't do that, if they decide to play open and come at us, then fair play to them. But I think if they do that, then they're setting themselves up for a hype. I mean, a team like that, when they're away from home, maybe if they were at home, they would be a bit more adventurous. I think that's what they're going to have to do this season to get some results. But mm. when they're coming away to a team like us, that is quite high on confidence as well. We've got some had some good results. They're going to come here and they're just going to think, wow, you know, we can't concede an early goal. If we get an early goal against them, then it's we could run riots. And I think they know that. I think they're going to look to frustrate us and just do what a lot of teams do when they come to Goodison. They just hope to, as you said, sit in, um, pack us out, keep us kind of out of their penalty area, not let any shots loose. And when that tends to happen, give it twenty-five, thirty minutes. Goodison does tend to groan a little bit, the, the groan starts, people get a little bit anxious, a little bit fed up. And when that happens, it makes things a lot more comfortable for the opposing team. So I, I think that's probably their best bet. Just come here, just come to Goodison on that day, shut up shop at least for the first half or so. Hope the crowd gets annoyed. Hope the players can't, the Everton players kind of panic and lose patience a little bit and just see what they can steal on a set piece or a breakaway.
0: Yeah, we, uh, before the Rotherham match, we talked about our main weakness is set piece defending and Rotherham's strength was set pieces. So we had pretty much already figured out that they were going to get a set piece goal and lo and behold, they got one on a corner. So s- smaller teams, that's usually their danger against against bigger squads. You know, that's typically the way this works. Um, it'd be great if we could shore that up. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I mean, hey, if we're gonna get if we're gonna get a clean sheet, it seems like this would be the time. Seems. Yeah. However, what is your prediction for this weekend? Paul.
1: Um. I mean, I, I, don't think it'll be an absolute hammering. I, I'd, I'd like that. I'd, look, I think every Everton fan like that. I, I'll go for a two-nil. I think it'll be a, another professional performance. I mean, they'll come. They'll give it a real good go. They'll, uh, you know, they'll frustrate. They'll have a few moments here and there. But I think we'll, we'll get one goal. Maybe I think we'll get goals either side of half time. I think maybe at the end of the first half, we might get a bit of luck or they'll lose a bit of concentration. And then if we get another goal, you know, in the first 15 minutes of the second half, that will just be game over and we'll just be happy with what, with our lot. So I, I'm going to go for a, a very, prof- a, you know, a, a professional 2-0. I'll go for the
0: Yeah. Uh, I wrote down the same thing. A 2-0. That's why I was making the face. I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. Uh, that. That happened all the time last season. Max and I picking the same score repeatedly, or David and I just, it's just, it was, I just kind of every time I'm just like, well, I can't even say anything now because, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. And you know what? Jink Tosin is due. He is yes. due. All right. Yes. It's. I, I think. I think he's gonna get one. Now, I usually make these oddly specific predictions, <laughs> Paul, and they're never right. I'm usually okay getting the starting eleven or the score, but whenever I pick a player, I'm usually wrong. So, Jink, hope it didn't jinx you. Hey. Uh. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Anything else on this one? No, not really. I mean, I
1: just follow on what you said. I really, really hope Jenk gets a goal. I mean, if if you offered me now, this is, might be a bit controversial. If you said to me you can have a three 0 and Jenk doesn't score, or you can have a two 0 and Jenk does score, I would take the two 0
0: I think that's I, pretty sad. I think you got a good reason for yeah. that. too. that makes sense? Yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, some people might think that's silly. Oh, you know, come on, you've got to get goal difference. But we just Jenk needs a goal, as you said. I mean, he's not in bad form. He's not struggling by any stretch. But you know. He, He's a striker. He lives off goals. He's gonna. He needs a goal to kind of, you know, give himself a boost. Do you know what I mean? So, and he, you know, he's worked hard as well. He's. He's in all those games we played so far. He's deserved a goal for his endeavour. So I really want to see him score. And I wouldn't be too surprised if we see Wolcott get one as well because he looks like he's in great form at the moment. And he's just been left out the England team, so he has a point to prove
0: still. Ah. Uh, I'm going to call our other goal Zuma. Ooh. I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. I'd like to see a center back get another goal. We've been doing okay on those, you know, on a corner. So, um, yeah. And and to be fair to Jink Tosin, back on him really quick, he's getting assists. He's playing good football. He is, uh, his hold-up play is sound. Um his yeah, and his combination play is sound. He looks, he's he's looking the part, he's just not getting a lot of shots lately. And when he is getting them, he's kind of not putting them in the corners, you know. Which is yeah. typically he can have one chance all game and he bags it, you know, lower corner or a diving header out of nowhere, you know what I mean. But gosh, that's yeah. oh, sorry, that's stoke header. I just relived that, it was wonderful. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> great. But Anzi Gray asked that was ah. You'll have to teach me about Andy Gray, Paul. <laughs> Remember, I'm I'm the young Evertonian in terms of my yeah, Everton life. All right.
1: I wasn't I wasn't around when Andy Gray was scoring goals for Everton, but I, I know all about him. You know, real blood and guts, you know, get in your face, win win headers, tackle, you know, one of these real old fashioned tough guys. Oh,
0: I, I have seen I have seen some compilation videos of Andy Gray. Yeah. Yes, I have.
1: Big big mess of ginger hair. Yes. Yeah.
0: That, yes, that's the best type of ginger hair, the big mess. Yes. Big fan. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, Paul, I guess that's it for our Huddersfield preview. <music> I'm going to talk about our, our possible starting 11 for Huddersfield. What is Silva going to do? Um, he, as we expected, he threw us all for a loop yesterday during the cup match. Said, you know what, I know you thought we did this, but I'm going to do this instead. You thought Sandro Sandro was gone, but guess what? I'm going to play him. You know, he <clears> just... But he's typically a little more predictable for the league yeah. so far this season. So, um, Paul, you're starting 11, please. Who do you got?
1: Jordan Pickford in goal, obviously. Um...
0: That's that's a, You're going off on a limb there, aren't you? Yeah, you know, starting that guy. Who would see mean, that coming?
1: Seamus Coleman at right back. Um, Kurt Zuma, uh, Mason Holgate on the left. I would, I would bring in Lucius, Lucas Lucas D- Digne or Dean. How, uh, I think he said he's comfortable mm. pronouncing it either way. Dean. Mm. Right. So <laughs> then the, the French guy. We'll call him that. We'll, we'll call, <laughs> the French guy at left back. We'll have him because I was really impressed with him in the League Cup. I think he showed a lot of class. He showed that he looked he looked very, very comfortable. He did not look like a player who's going to need time to adjust, I would, I think. And, you know, without digging him out too much, Baines was kind of at fault for one of those goals last week. Well, he wasn't kind of at fault. He was at fault. He gave away the penalty. So I, I think that, coupled with the fact that uh, Din was so good in midweek, I think that it, a change in that position is justified. So that's my back thought. Din... Holgate, Zuma, Coleman in the centre I would play Gay as in the number six role and either side of him I would play Sigurdsson and I mean I mean, I was quite critical of him last week I thought he, he played quite poor but he, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit in the in the week when he captained the teams I, so I think Tom Davis has earned a reprieve I think he's had another chance to come in especially you know um, Schneiderlin I'm not sure if he's fully fit. I mean, he came on for like five minutes at the end of the other day, but I don't know whether he's 100% ready to be starting games again. Yeah, so I, I would go with Gay, Davis, and Sigurdsson, and out wide I would have Theo Walcott on the right, and on the left obviously the Charleston can't play. Now this is the, the this is the most difficult one because Bernard it's didn't play. In, yeah, <laughs> Bernard didn't play in the cup because apparently he has a little bit of a knock. Don't know how serious that is. Maybe they were just it was a precaution but even if bernard is fully fit i, I would I, I would throw the gauntlet down to Adelman luchman and i would say here's your chance richarlison's injured belassi's gone sandro's got going or could be gone by then say to luchman right if you if you're if you want to play every week so bad here's your chance you're going to start in this game go out there and showcase yourself so i would hand luchman a start and you know, hope. You know, I, I hope he doesn't throw it back in the manager's face. If he does that, I'd be really disappointed. But I think this is the chance for Lutman to really go out there and show what he's made of. And if he's if he plays great, great, it'll just mean Leipzig are even more desperate to sign him, and we can get more money. Or it could go the other way, and he ends up going out, out uh, playing at Gunnarsson, and he loves it so much that he decides he doesn't want to leave. So yeah, well, and of course, Tucson is the number nine. So just to I'll uh, just sum it up: Pickford in goal. Coleman at right back. Holgate and Zuma at center back. Din, Din on the left. Gay, Davis, Sigurdsson, Walcott, Luckman, Tucson.
0: All right. That is 11 players. So it's an eligible lineup. Just saying. Uh, we differ on a few of these. Um, I usually don't pick who I would start, it's more who I think Silva's going to start. And yeah. so we're going to have a few. A few differences here, just because this is what I think he's going to do. Uh, Pickford and goal, because that's the thing. We always do. Uh, Coleman, Holgate, Zuma. Uh, I think he's going to start Baines. Um, mainly because Dina, Dina uh, just played yesterday, and that's his first for full match for us um, this counting season. You know what I mean? The actual games yeah. that count. Um, so I think he may... Chill with Dean, but keep it on the bench. Uh, yeah. So I, I think uh, he'll roll with Baines. Just a gay, better play. <laughs> if that injury that supposedly he supposedly has some kind of a knock, yeah. um, that's a concern for me because if he doesn't play, I think Davis comes in. Um, I think he'll go with Schneiderlin and Sigurdsson. Uh, but like you said, it's fully possible for him to go gay Davis Sigurdsson, but I think he'll be gay Schneidel and Sigurdsson, um, like it was happening before, uh, when Schneider was healthy, uh, Walcott, obviously, um, and I think he may go DCL out on the wing the way he played yesterday. Um, he bagged two, uh, he's young, so his recovery time will probably, he doesn't require a lot, um. And uh, I, I think Lookman won't even be in the squad. Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm just getting really pessimistic about that situation. Like, really pessimistic about it. Um, so I think DCL will start on the wing. And Bernard, I, I mean, I would start Bernard. However, he hasn't, uh, he's only played like 10 minutes in one game. Uh, and he's coming off an injury. So I hesitate to think that he will start. Um so yeah, Walcott and DCL on the wings, or playing those kind of inside forwards. I guess that's kind of yeah. Uh, and Jink Tosun, Tosun Pasha. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's my eleven. All right. Um, so the big questions are left back, the two, one of the two center mids, and that left wing. Those yeah. are the those are the question spots that if we're, if we're wrong about any of these, it's probably going to be one of those.
1: Yeah, they're the positions that are up for grabs. You know, everywhere else in the squad, every, you know, all the players who play in those positions have really started the season well. Mm-hmm. And they're the kind of positions, other than centre-back, where we don't really have any injury problems. But thankfully, we're, we're covered at centre-back for now. Mm-hmm.
0: You think Sandro will be in the squad?
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, the Real, the Real Sociedad um deal looks like it's going to go through i mean Mm. their president spoke today and he he basically confirmed that the deal is on it's very rare that i just such a senior figure at a club would come out and confirm that a transfer is going to happen like that before it's happened Mm. but he basically said yeah the deal is done it's just kind of on sandro to just kind of get on the plane and go over there for his medical i guess that's the
0: question is is whether or not what sandro wants I would just be equally surprised if Lookman was on the bench. That's the weird thing. We just are very thin in our wide options without Richarlison, and if Bernard, you never know what's going on with him right now. So, what do you got? <laughs> it's <laughs> we don't uh, we don't have everybody. It's just kind of it's weird to feel so thin right now in terms of our squad. Um, I know we got rid of a lot of people, but I felt really comfortable with our squad depth, and now it's yeah. kind of like oh. Hell, you know. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what we're thinking about the for the starting eleven versus Huddersfield. Uh, anything else on this? You feel good?
1: No, just hopefully we get the results. If we make, if we win, that's you know that's to start of the season. That's two home wins, two away draws in difficult circumstances. Both those away draws as well, and we've, we're into the next round of the cup. So, I if you'd have offered me that back in. The end of July, early August. Two two home wins, two away draws and a, a, a win in the cup in the first round. I'd have snapped your hand off for of that. So I think this game, the results will define what our start of the season is. It's either a decent start or it's a very, very good start. And I'm very, very hopeful that we get that win and we stay high in the table and we just keep everyone's mood up.
0: Mm-hmm. Can we please, pretty please, with sugar on top, Finish with eleven players and not give up the penalty. <laughs> uh-huh. Is that possible? Yeah. Just let's just Hope not so. shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, I, that would just be wonderful.
1: Can we just have some consistency, please? Uh, you know, referees kind of just making it up as they go along, which is what he literally did. Yeah, <laughs> in that in that first game, with Elka. Mm-hmm. he had to change what he wrote in his match report just to suit mm-hmm. his decision.
0: And the previous so. the previous match, we were talking about the fact that I just wanted consistency. From one play at this end of the field to the other end, you know, if this yeah. is a, if this is a penalty, then this should be a penalty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's that's the thing that that's killing me is the consistency even within the game with the yeah. same referee, the same official. That just yeah, that pisses me off. But who knows? Maybe they'll get better. They're not. Well, they're not going to get better. No. 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 <laughs> it's not gonna happen all right so uh yeah that's it for our uh starting 11 segment uh against huddersfield um c-o-y-b so listeners all you all you folks out there ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages we're gonna do a new segment now called lightning round and paul uh, paul is going to be answering a series of questions some of them football related some of them not and he's not allowed to ask for clarification on the question or or take a long time to answer he just needs to answer quickly okay let's see and let's see what happens we're going to we're going to get to know paul in a hurry all right so it, it, in, we're not going to pressure you by timing this paul with like no. a stopwatch or anything just cuz I think that would, I've already surprised you with this anyway, so yeah. I, I don't want to throw on too much pressure. So, lightning round with Paul is a go now. Apples or oranges? Apples. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Banes or digne. Banes. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Under Armour or Macron? Under Armour favorite sport other than football boxing comedy or action comedy uh is die hard a Christmas film yes big city or big big city or small town big city chocolate or vanilla chocolate how is that taking so long that's crazy all right I'm coming to England where should I visit other than Goodison park X in the city. Favorite animal?
1: Uh, Cats, house cats.
0: Tea or coffee?
1: Don't drink either. If I had to, to, if I had to to, to at gunpoint, point, tea.
0: Okay. Favorite player that's never played for Everton?
1: Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: New York or LA? New York. Paris or Rome? Rome. You've just made a football team. What number do you ask for? Seven. Juventus first team on Netflix or All or Nothing Man City on Amazon?
1: Juventus on Netflix.
0: Brazil or Argentina? Brazil. And then finally, the first movie quote that comes to your mind?
1: I don't think I can say. (laughs) Um, Oh, I've got a good one. Um, Don't call me Shirley.
0: Ah, nice. Ding, ding, ding paul has has wrapped up his lightning round. Thank you, Paul, for being a good sport. honestly, it's kind of fun to write all these questions yeah, and yeah. I might just start and I might just start doing different questions for for whoever is on the show. Just a different lightning round, repeating some of them we'll see uh so one one quick thing, Paul yeah, if I'm coming to England, my wife would be coming with me. What is x in the city
1: <laughs> that's a that's just a very What's the word? That's a very, very well-thought-of gentleman's establishment. You can take your I wife. I had a feeling. You, can, you, can take, you can take your <laughs> wife. I've seen, I've seen ladies in there. Paul,
0: That I had a feeling. I, when I saw this, is, this is a podcast. You can't see Paul's face, obviously. But I saw his smirk. If he'd have kept a straight face, I wouldn't have known that Exeter <laughs> City was even that kind of thing. All okay, right. I, I would not have known. And I would have put it on the list to visit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, that made me laugh. All right, awesome. So, I don't think I have any other follow-up questions. Uh, uh, your movie quote is sound. Any airplane reference is, is a good one for
1: me. Uh, I was going to say... um. It's gone now. I was going to quote like a really obscure British film, but I I don't mm-hmm. think you would know what that is. It, it's me and Ma, me and Terry are big big fans of it. Ooh.
0: What is it, by the way? I'm it's, curious.
1: <laughs> it's a film called Guest House Paradiso. It's very. Have you seen that? No.
0: No. no it's um... very. It's
1: very very like British and 90s slapstick type thing, but it's just got a lot of like silly, silly like bad language, but in it like in a, in a silly tasteful way. Type thing. So okay. I had to just think. I would have totally.
0: I would totally watch that movie. By the way, it's. Oh so no! You'll you like safe.
1: that. You will like that film. I promise you. If you like silly, absurd comedy, as in like, you know, what are these guys doing? Type thing. Like these mm-hmm. guys have found themselves in a really silly situation. How they're going to get out of it? But it's one of those type of movies. Guesthouse kind nice. of so. Yeah. It's me, me and, Everybody. Me, me and my brother's favorite film.
0: You just heard that from Paul. You got a nice little recommendation from both Paul and, and Terry, actually. So both of them recommend it. So that, that's there's that. I'll be checking that out. Just saying. So uh, that's it for Lightning Round with Paul. And that's it for the big show. If you've been listening to VIA podcast, which apparently you are because this isn't on a video, ha, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. Uh, leave a little review that says, Hey, Paul, I love Guesthouse Paradiso. We should get together and watch it. Something like that. That's a good review. I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, also you, can, you can catch Paul on the Toffee Blues website, and he contributes to the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury every once in a while. So there's that. Um, speaking of the Toffee Blues website, you should just go there. There's all kinds of Everton-based content, all things Everton, basically. Check that out. Um, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Plugging done. That is it. Paul, thanks so much, buddy. No problem, man. Anytime. All right. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, let's get a win this weekend. So, bye. (laughs) Bye.